Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm, what am I? A dating coach, a therapist, and your best friend when your old best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. And I'm not your therapist. So the advice given on this podcast is not therapy. The way I'm a therapist, I'm likely not your therapist. And if I am your therapist, we're not in session right now. So, and then this is Alex and she's a health and wellness expert and our single out in the field. And she has a newsletter called hippie shit that we love. And, um, she looks cute this morning and last night was Halloween and we're both like maybe a little worse for wear, but maybe we're making it through. We're doing it. Um, how are you, Alex? I'm okay. I just had a small trauma. I was in the backyard with my dog and there was like, not to get too graphic, but there was like a decapitated rat head. Ooh. And I tried to pick it up with a garbage bag and be a brave independent woman. And then I dropped it because I wasn't looking and I screamed and it was very stressful. It wasn't great, Dahlia. I don't know what was in my backyard that like left that. Part. That's horrible. Actually, it must, maybe it was a cat. It was probably a cat. Because I think I was thinking it was something like more intense than a cat, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was probably. Cats can be pretty intense. Because there probably wasn't like a fox in my backyard in Brooklyn. You live in New York City. You are not a fox. (laughs) We here in LA have coyotes. Yeah, that's terrifying. So that would be terrifying, but you don't have those in New York. Yeah, that's scary for dogs. That's very scary for dogs. I'm sorry that happened to you. (laughs) Thank you. It's okay. I I couldn't go get my neighbor because I made him take out a couple of rats that were caught in traps and he was like you're in brooklyn now you do this yourself wow hard tough tough but fair that's robert wow good for him but no i mean i would probably have left it and just be like some other animal will find it i'll leave it the problem is that my dog will find it yeah (laughs) good point good point very good point oh my gosh oh my god so you had a crazy halloween I had a crazy bash with toddlers at my house. I'm still finding Elmo fur everywhere. (laughs) I swear, Matt was like, I felt like I was at like a college house party on acid. Like that's what it's like to have, I think it was like six, five or six toddlers and their parents all in costume in our house. And it was just a free for all. It was nuts. And like one of the dads was really sweet and he's a photographer and he set up a photo booth. like. All the babies did not want to get their pictures. (laughs) Like something about it, they were just like, no. And they were just screaming and then like, they'd be fine. And then their parents were like, okay, let's try again. No. And it was just like mayhem, but it was fun. And then eventually we left and went walking around the neighborhood. And it's an interesting cultural shift. I would say 90% of houses just do a bowl of candy outside now. Oh, I think it was like probably started with COVID and then people like, oh, this is nice. I don't have to interact. And then there were a few where like people were sitting outside with a bowl. And then there were a few where like teenagers were sitting in the doorway. So like teenagers were into answering the door and seeing people. But like it was just a different experience. And, you know, we used to have as kids of like you knock on everyone's door to get your candy. Um but Theo has loved the Halloween decor from day one. He's obsessed with this giant skeleton on our street. He's going to be real sad when it all goes away. I hope Christmas lights can live up to his dreams. But um, we had fun. We ran around. And then we had to call it so he could go to bed and I could treat this couple. But he was like, more candy? And he like woke up this morning and he was like, candy? And I was like, oof, this is what happened. <laughs> It begins. It begins. Um, I only let him have chocolate candy. Okay. Is that better? Well, I one for choking purposes mm. is generally safer than like if I gave him a sour patch kit or like a round thing. Um, also, I felt like, I don't know, somehow. Okay. This is something I actually want to talk to you about. I think we'll start with wellness today. Great. Because I'm feeling so well. Um 
I have a chocolate obsession slash problem. I may be instilling it in my child. Um, I just feel like chocolate's a little better than the pure sugar candy because chocolate has fat and like other things. Whereas like Skittles or Sour Patch Kids is just like sugar to your bloodstream. And from what I understand, it's better if you're having sugar to have it with like some fat, something else that makes it slower to digest. So it's not just like a pure sugar rush. So that was kind of my decision-making path. Like a lot of times when I eat chocolate, I put peanut butter, almond butter on it. Good for you. Thank you. I think that's, yes, 100% agree. It's way better for your blood sugar if you're having like fat with your sugar. And I think, and I mean, obviously it's tricky. It's like you're probably not giving Theo like dark, fancy chocolate or maybe you, you know, so it's like, I don't know how great like Hershey's is, but yeah, I mean, I think that's reasonable logic that chocolate is probably better for you than something where the first ingredient is like high fructose corn syrup and then like red 65. Exactly. Yes. And I know there's like mixed mixed feelings about the dye stuff, about like the red dye and what it does to kids. So far, yeah, he doesn't have that kind of candy because also I'm partial to chocolate. And like yesterday, I was like letting him have peanut butter cups and like Kit Kats, which is not the highest quality chocolate. No, but also the high quality chocolate has a ton of caffeine. And so, no, we are not doing that. Oh, yeah. He did have a lot of those Trader Joe's Halloween Jojo's that are like chocolate cookie and then like orange cream. Oh, who knows how good that is, but he was loving them and I was not going to rain on his parade. Um, but also like my chocolate thing, I've always been really into chocolate. My whole family is into chocolate for a while. I was craving dark chocolate so much that I was like, do I have like a magnesium deficiency? Cause that's can be a thing or like vitamin B, D, I don't know, iron? I have no idea. But like other nutrients that are actually in dark chocolate that I would just like eat a whole dark chocolate bar a day. Yeah. Craving that, like needing it. Do you have thoughts on that? I mean, did you find that it was during certain times of your cycle or just all the time? Oh, good question. I mean, I think during my cycle, I just eat more chocolate. So I'm like, oh, I must. It is my cycle. But you I know. also think people crave it when they're like PMSing or on their periods for a reason because it's like certain hormones drop. And I think the magnesium is a thing. Mm-hmm. It like releases tryptophan. You know, like I think there are a few things. I don't think there's anything wrong with like going with – I mean, I'm kind of a supporter of like going with your cravings because like it's better if you're craving the chocolate to just eat the chocolate than to feel unsatisfied and eat another a bunch of other crap. Right. I'm also – tell me what you think about this. Like – I have to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner dessert. (laughs) (laughs) I eat my breakfast and then I have like a chunk of dark chocolate or like a peanut butter cup or like I have, I have to finish my meal with that. Whatever meal it is at any time of day, it has to be finished with chocolate, usually dark, but if it's getting close to bedtime, I do milk because dark will keep me up. Oh, like, I just had a chunk of dark chocolate right before this call. That sounds delightful. And it was, like, 9.30 in the morning. I mean, I think it's definitely good that you're doing it at the end of your meals, mm-hmm. right? I think that's huge for your blood sugar. I mean, it's, like, if it's not broke, like, if you feel good doing that, I don't see an issue. I think there are a lot worse things in chocolate, especially dark chocolate. Although something unfortunate that came out was that there's, like, lead was found in a bunch of dark chocolate. Did you see that? And in brands that I thought were really nice, like Hue, which I love. So maybe just make sure the ones you're eating the most don't have a bunch of lead. Good point. I don't think they advertise that they have lead. No, like somebody came out that listed the brands. Oh, really? Okay. I can put that in the show notes. Um, Right. Um, yeah, because I love it so much and I need it to survive. And like, because I can't have multiple cups of coffee a day because I just won't sleep. I eat dark chocolate throughout the day. I mean, it's a superfood, high in antioxidants. Look at me. I'm glowing. <laughs> you are glowing. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are like barely open right now. Um, 
But then like milk chocolate, I also like milk chocolate. Sometimes I really just want that like crappy milk chocolate. Um, But I also find that it gives me a headache because it's too high in sugar and I get headaches from everything. So like I really have to temper that, which is very sad. I went through a long phase of like having a big dessert bowl every night with my milk chocolate and my almond butter and my cookies. But then I would wake up with headaches and I'm turning 40 a week from Saturday and I can't do anything fun anymore. Well, I mean, that sucks. That feels to be fun. But I think it's, I think that's kind of useful for you. If your body has a pretty quick reaction, then you know what's good for you. Like if you feel good having the dark chocolate, great. If the milk chocolate messes you up, you might have to find a different solution. I hate that. But like, I have cacao butter. Do you know that? No. Like in chunks, which is like one of the main ingredients in chocolate. Um, And it doesn't have much of a flavor, but it has like the texture and you can use it in baking. I've occasionally, sometimes people, you know, like a bulletproof coffee with butter or ghee and coconut Mm -hmm. oil. Some hippie places will make a vegan one with cacao butter. So it's kind of just like very creamy and like super high in fat. And I sometimes, if I'm having sugar cravings, will actually just like eat that plain. That's a wonderful idea. This is good for our listeners because feeling good is always better for your dating life. That is true. In your relationship life. And when I have a headache, I'm not a nice partner. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So I've had to curb my everything that gives me a headache, which is pretty much everything. Damn. Yeah, it sucks. Which is why, like, I didn't even really feast on Theo's Halloween finds yesterday. Good for you. I was at Halloween. I was at a Halloween party this weekend and I ate some like old school candy, which I never do. And one, it wasn't very good. I was very surprised. Reese's were my favorite. And I was like, these don't taste good. And I think it's just like your taste buds change. Or maybe the quality used to be a little bit better. Quality might have been better. I still, I mean, there was one that Theo like kind of licked a few times and he was done with it. So I was like, well, it's not going to go to waste. So I put it in my mouth and I was like, that was delicious. But I don't think I could have eaten more than one. And I maybe just ate two. I was somewhere where it was a bowl of like full size candy, and I was like, "What? That's crazy!" And I didn't eat that much, but I definitely felt it was like I was hungover the next day, but I'd had barely anything to drink. It was like a candy. Exactly. That's what happens when I have my dessert bowl that I feel hungover the next day and I like can't function. So, okay, I'm gonna do cacao butter. I'm gonna keep eating my dark chocolate with my almond butter. Yeah. I'm going to keep staying away from the chocolate that gives me a headache, unfortunately. I'm going to make sure I'm not consuming a lot of lead. Crucial. And I'm going to feel okay about my child loving chocolate as much as I do. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. When you see them be like, oh, this thing is really cool and good. And you're like, yes. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. It's fun. It's cute. It's cute and fun. Anyways, okay, so how was your Halloween? Tell me. Oh, it was fine. I felt like it was just fine, you know? I um was supposed to be John Travolta from Pulp Fiction, and I have this tuxedo I bought at a consignment store, but when I put the outfit on, I just looked like an NBC page. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, so I remember li- literally, sh- I should have just dressed up as a page, but it was just like a person in an ill-fitting suit. Just like look, just a very unflattering look. Hmm. Friend very loaned me her journal. She went to Oktoberfest recently, so it was just like a German girly. Yeah, because as we know, Halloween is the opportunity. Not that you can't be sexy all the time, and not that sexy has to look a certain way, but it's the opportunity to be a little over the top sexy. Hmm. And you don't want to cover yourself up in an ill-fitting suit. I don't (laughs) care who you are. (laughs) No one should be doing that. Yeah. Ever, but especially on Halloween. Totally. That was a weird choice for you, too. You thought you were going to find, like, a fun tuxedo that fit you really well? No. What happened is I was at this consignment store, and I found this tuxedo jacket that I loved. And I've been look, wanting – like, it. it's like a bl- fancier blazer. I've been wanting one. And it weirdly fit me perfectly. But they wouldn't let me buy just the blazer. 
And I was like, the pants kind of fit. And I was like, honestly, you guys can just sell the pants separately. And they were really funny about it. And they were like, I don't understand. You don't want both. I was like, no, like you can just sell the pants. And they were like, well, it comes in the set. And I was like, fine, you know. Mm. I'm only wearing the blazer, moral of the story. If anyone wants random tuxedo pants. Random tuxedo pants that don't fit well. They don't fit me well. True. They might fit someone else. But did you do any making out? Because that's also Halloween is just like so when people we should have talked about this before Halloween. So I could have given our listeners their assignment. But the great thing about Halloween is like everyone's inhibitions are a little lowered because like you're in a costume. You're not you. You're playing a part. And I know so many couples that have met or gotten together on Halloween. Me and Matt's second date was going to a Halloween party of his friends. And we were supposed to also go to my friends, but we didn't end up going, which turned out to be good because it turned out they had been on a date. And if I had found that out on our second date, I might have been weird about it. But by the time I found out it was okay. But the point is, our second date, I was dressed like Jessica Rabbit or something stupid. And he was dressed like, I think his costume was a dad. Telling. It is telling. <laughs> he was like, I'm a dad. And I was like, I, yes, I will. Um, but like, you know, we'd spend it like making out at a Halloween party of some people we didn't know. Because it was just like, whatever, it's Halloween, doesn't matter. It's that spirit of things that's fun. And I wish people would adopt that all the time with their dating lives. But if you need an excuse, Halloween is a great one. Great excuse. Sadly, there was no one I was interested in at the party I was at. That's sad. I know. What can you do? You should have told me before. I should have told you before. You're a single out in the field. You're supposed to seize every opportunity to make out. I tried. There was someone I thought was really cute, but he was gay. And I kept asking people, like, are you sure he's gay? And everyone was like, yes. You can still make out with a gay guy. I know that can be annoying, but, like, sometimes it's fun. Sure. It's more about the fun of feeling free and able to make out and just, like, having an experience that throws you off your kilter a little bit. Yeah. And makes your cheeks flush. (laughs) I'm always about that. (laughs) um okay so you failed that's fine okay hard (laughs) that's okay i hope other people did it i hope we haven't gotten away from making out with random people at halloween parties just because of covid and stuff right we should still do it especially like if you don't have like really somewhere you need to be or a child. Who cares if you get a little sick? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whatever. Can't go to work. Oh, no. <laughs> Gotta work from home. Oh, no. Do it for me, people, because I don't do it anymore. And I and I can't get sick because someone needs me all the time. He doesn't care if I'm sick. I've been fighting a cold since he started preschool. Because, of course, he just brings home all the germs. But it's just like there's something in me that, like, won't actually get the cold. I can just feel that I'm fighting it all the time. But I'm, like, not allowed to get it. It's like a superhero. Anyways. Enough about that. (laughs) Everybody go make out. (sighs) What's going on with your dating life? Yeah, I have a bone to pick with you. Uh Uh-oh. I know what this is going to be. What is it? (laughs) You... Set me up with someone named Mark, who we call Mark. Well, we're not going to be that harsh because he's a nice guy. And also because I ended up telling him about the podcast. He knew Um, about it. I told him about it. He kind of knew, but like, I don't think he really knew how much like I was involved. Mm. Uh, And I didn't want it to be like a weird surprise if we like kept seeing each other, which we ended up not. Um, But... I feel like you thought that it was like a joke that he wanted five kids and that he was willing to move anywhere. And neither of those ended up being true. You mean that he really does want five kids and he's not willing to move anywhere? Well, should I backtrack? Yes. And yes. Yes. And I'll recap. So Dahlia set me up with one of her clients um, who was in New York coaching client, not therapy client. Just got to say that. Yes. He would never set me up with a therapy client. Um, he was in New York over Labor Day. She set him up with me and someone else. He and I had a couple dates kind of hit it off. Um, we talked a little bit. He lives in 
Midwest. And then he came back to New York like a week and a half ago. Um, and we saw each other a few times. A few times. That's exciting. Like three times. <laughs> yeah, really exciting. <laughs> um, what? Why is that? I think that's exciting. I was worried that you weren't going to see each other at all or that you'd be well, like, like, and be like, I can meet you for 20 minutes while I walk to somewhere else because that's what he's like. Well, exciting if it had worked out. It's still okay. It's over. You can change that mindset, though. That's wrong. Okay. It's only exciting if it works out, meaning it's only exciting if we get married and have babies and die holding hands. I mean, I think there's an in-between, but I feel like if you go on a handful of dates with someone and then they end it because they really want to have five kids, and even though they're planning to move to Brooklyn in the next nine to 12 months, they're not willing to be long distance. It's like, it feels a little bit like, I know you hate us, but it feels like a waste of my time and energy. I do hate that. And I think you're wrong because every time you go out with someone, you learn something about another person, about yourself. It adds to your experience. It also adds to that when you meet the right person, you will be more and more and more ready and excited and grateful and happy to have met them and to be in a long-term relationship with them. People who never have to go through any of this are the people that are then wondering when they're in a long-term relationship, like, should I have dated more? Should I have met more people? Could I have gotten this? Could I have gotten that? Am I settling? And you want to be in a place where you've had so many experiences that you're happy to end up where you end up. And you're like, I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. I've met a lot of people. I've had a lot. I've tried a lot of different things. And now I know what I like and what I want and what I need. And I found it. So I firmly do not believe that anything is a waste of time. I think of it as your guy is in a bar with a thousand people and standing at the back of the bar and you have to get the through the thousand other guys to get to your guy. So each date, each encounter, each failed, whatever, each non-starter is a step closer. So it cannot be a waste of time. Okay. Respect that. And it's still exciting, like, the fact that you went on several dates with someone that the logistics were not ideal, and you both made it happen, and you were interested. Like, to me, each time that shows also, like, there are good people out there. There are people I'm interested in. They're excited about me. If you were telling me, like, I always only get one date, I'd be like, okay, we need to talk about what's going on. But, like, you got several dates with this person that the logistics were weird. He got several dates with you. That says to me, you're both doing something right. You liked each other. You clicked. You found some things you liked about him that maybe you wouldn't have known that you would like about someone. Maybe you'd be like, huh, I wouldn't think I would normally be into that, but I was. So now I can open up my mind a little bit more, which is always a good thing. So still exciting, still progress, not a waste of time. Go on. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, even though I feel like you, well, you set me up not thinking I would like him. Yeah, because every day you go on is a good experience. And like, also practice. Dating is a skill. You have to practice it. You have to go out there. I don't get this whole like, I'll just wait until I meet the right person. Like, no, you get better at dating and better at people and better at relationships with each date you go on. So yeah, I don't care. I set up whoever I know who's single because I'm like, go practice. Who knows what could happen? You never know who's going to be into each other. That's true. I didn't sign up for this practice, but that's true. You did sign up for this practice. You're on this podcast. You're my single in the field. This is your job that you're not getting paid for. <laughs> Pro bono. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. So we went on a few dates. We um we went out to dinner. At first I was annoyed because he was pretty bad at making a plan. And I tried really hard to get him to make it. And then he, it turned out it was a joke, but I didn't realize it was a joke where he asked if we should just go to Whole Foods and get a rotisserie chicken. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no. It's hard with him to tell if things are a joke. I, I do know that. Yeah. Um, and probably if you had been down for that, it wouldn't have been a joke. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then another day we went to Bagel Fest, which in hindsight, someone who's really crazy about me might not plan a date to Bagel Fest. Oh, because oh, you're not, you're gluten-free. Uh-huh. Did they have gluten-free bagels? They were supposed to have someone with gluten-free, but they had got COVID and did not show up. 
Um, but we went there and then to this consignment store and Whole Foods and a museum. And that was fun. Wow. That was all one date? Bagel Fest, consignment store, Whole Foods, museum? One day. Wow. That's a long day. That's a lot of activities. Yeah. And then the next time I saw him, we went for just like a walk to Prospect Park. But that's when things started going south. Wait, did you ever make out? Yes. Okay, great. How was that? Good. Good. That's all I wanted. (laughs) That's all you care about. Because it makes a difference. And it's like, why date if you're not going to make out? It's not fun. It's fun to make out. You got to know there's something in it for you. You got to get a treat at the end. (laughs) A little square of dark chocolate at the end. Yeah, exactly. Um, So what happened? So, you know, he'd been giving me little... I don't know. I think I'm like hesitant, like how much to say, um, you know, we've talked about, I think that he's like a little more into religion than I am. Mm-hmm. And he'd been talking about a few things that were just like, huh, like interesting. Like, for example, he said that when he landed in Brooklyn, he went to this famous rabbi's grave. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know of a single famous rabbi. And he was like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's like really well known. Like I saw this guy on the plane and I just like, asked if he wanted to go and I'm like what I think he was a Hasidic guy and the guy was like oh yeah I'm already going I was like fascinated so he has just like this interesting that I don't think I've quite parsed I don't think he has either kind of fascination with the ultra religious yeah I would call it more of a fascinating like he's not ultra religious and he doesn't want to be ultra religious but he really enjoys like the voyeurism of it of like I don't know looking I don't be knowing ultra religious I'm not I yeah I don't really get what it is either but it's like he doesn't want to be part of it but he likes being like a tourist of it in a way but, but I think it's more than that like so, for example, I made these cookies with collagen peptides because, you know, we like to add protein and fat to everything. And he wouldn't eat them because even though the collagen peptides said they were kosher, he didn't believe the kosher label. Wow. He was like, that's not like the legit certification. Wow. So that's like fairly. That's right? like him being weird, though. I got to say, I don't think that's about religious with him. That's like about, and obviously, I know this person. I have coached him for a while. And so I have more insight on him than I normally would on people Alex is dating, whether that's better or worse. But um, I think he does these things just to be weird, honestly. Maybe. But so he had gone to buy a painting of a rabbi from this like orthodox painter and he was showing me and I was kind of like making fun of him a little bit because he was like I'm going to add it to my rabbi wall which was apparently not a joke um and he mentioned that this guy said it's okay to not have five kids you can have one of each like each gender and I was like okay but like, what happens if you have like two girls he's like that's not okay and I was like but why and he's like I don't really know why either because like Judaism passed through the mother's line anyways if that's your goal like it or like through the like it just didn't really make sense but I was kind of like I don't know I was kind of just pushing him a little bit on the five kids thing and I was like listen I'm way too old to have five kids and he's like well you could get a surrogate and I was like no like I don't want them so we kind of moved on from that. We ran into a friend. I can just see you just look so physically uncomfortable. Here well, I mean, well, one, he originally said seven kids. So he's down from seven kids. Stop it. And that's what I yelled at him many times and was like, have one and see how you feel. Because you think you want seven, but you don't know what that actually means. You don't know how it changes your life to have a kid. You don't know how hard it is, how much money it costs. Like, you literally don't know anything. You can't walk around with this random number. You need to calm down. And so I'm glad he went down to five. My guess is he'll end up having, like, two. Like, that's what's going to happen. But he gets these ideas in his head. And I'm frustrated because I'm like, these ideas are silly reasons to, like, not 
have things go further with the person. I'm not blaming you because I understand that he probably presented as just like, this is a no go for me or whatever, but I wish you would stop doing that. I find it very frustrating. Yeah. Cause it's strict. Listen, it's like, I feel like most people, if they want that many kids, they're like already married. They're like right. religious and got married at 22. Right. And he's not a spring chicken. He's, he's in not. his later thirties. Like, when are you going to have these five kids? He he doesn't even he doesn't have a know exactly where he wants to live. Like, also, it's hard enough to find someone you want to have a kid with. So then you add into it, they have to agree to five kids, even though I haven't had one to see how I feel. Mm-hmm. No, okay, go on. So after that. Things were, we were like on a walk and it just was a little awkward. And in hindsight to me, it felt like he was trying to find reasons not to like me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you some examples. Um, We ran into a friend of mine who was like on a walk and she's like, I'm trying to learn how to run, but I hate it. He's like, I know running sucks. Right. And I agree because I'm also not a runner. But so after she went away, he's like, so you don't like to run or bike. He, we'd been at a museum in Queens and he was going to bike to where he was staying. And I was like, I'm scared of city biking. Not to use it as an excuse. My uncle died in a bike accident. I'm not a big biker. Mm. Um, especially in New York. Yeah. So but he's like, so you don't run or bike. And I was like, well, you don't like to run either. He was like, I know. I was like, okay. So then we're talking about travel. And I mentioned I'm going to Brazil soon, but like, which I'm super excited about, but I'm a little disappointed that I speak Spanish and it's always more fun if I can be practicing Spanish somewhere. Um, and he was like, yeah, I have no interest in Central or South America. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I mean, that's kind of it. But basically, it got kind of awkward and we were going back to my place. I'd made him some new cookies without the collagen peptides. Oh. That's nice. Quite kind of me. So we get back to my place and he's like, should we talk? And I was like, okay. And then we just sat there and he's like, or not. I'm like, well, you the one who wanted to talk. And he goes like, listen, I wasn't trolling. I do really want to have five kids. And I said, okay. And he's like, I know it's like going to be kind of hard. And I was like, yeah, because it's like the person who's going to want to five kids is like an orthodox or ascetic woman who's 22 and you are they might not want you because you're not orthodox he's like yeah i know but i'm gonna try and i said okay and he was like also and to preface this his sister just moved three blocks away from me and the day before he was asking me which neighborhood he should move to in brooklyn and he was thinking of taking over his sister's lease in brooklyn but decided he was gonna wait like nine months so he's like, also, I don't want to do long distance, even though I'm planning to move here. And then he gave a really long explanation that I summarized as like, he didn't want to have kind of one foot out the door of Chicago until he moved here, which I was like, I kind of understand. But also what I told him is I was just like, listen, to me, Chicago and New York are not that far. And I'd want to be with someone who's, especially knowing you're going to move here. And I'd want to be with someone who's excited enough about me that it's not that big of a deal especially when we both work remotely. And he was like, yeah, I get that. And then it was just kind of silent and he just looked like visibly uncomfortable. And I was like, are you okay? And oh, and during this, he kept being like, should I not take the cookies? I was like, no, take the cookies. And he was just like, yeah. And he's just like, I'm just really anxious. So I was like, it's okay. And he's like, I'm sorry if I led you on. And I was like, no, it's just dating. We've been on a handful of dates. Um, and he was just like really uncomfortable and then asked me like a couple more times if, it, if he should like leave the cookies or take them with him. And I was just like, take the damn cookies. I don't want them. I already have my collagen cookies. And then he left. Oh, and then he'd spilled something on my jacket and he was like, will you like let me know if the stain comes out? And I was like, I don't think so. And he's like, well, you won't tell me about the stain or we're just not going to talk. And I was just like, I don't know. And he was just like, okay. And he left. And I mean, I will say that I think I shut down a little bit because I felt kind of like rejected. And to me, they were just, it was so clearly like, okay, it's like not a fit. So that was it. Well, it makes me sad because 
I think he's putting up defenses because he's actually afraid of being in a committed relationship. He was in one. He was in one for not that long, but it like moved pretty quickly. And then I think he got pretty hurt and disappointed. And this isn't that long after that. Um, so you may be absolutely right that he's looking for reasons not to not like you, but that he's looking for reasons to put up barriers and push you away, which is a shame because if you want to have five kids, you don't have time to be doing, um, no time, no time. And I just think that's a very silly reason. Like I said, like first figure out if you even want to have kids with this person before putting up some random number barrier, um, also, the long distancing, I don't understand. I think that's him being scared and being like, I'm going to not be enough for this person or I'm going to, you know, they're going to want to see me more and I'm going to disappoint them or whatever. Like, it's it sounds like he just got in his head about how he might disappoint you or let you down or about incompatibilities that he was making up. I don't think the like, you don't like to walk or run or run or bike or like the you, I don't want to go to Central America. Like, I th I think those are just him being quirky and he kind of likes getting into debates or like poking at people like that. I don't think that was him looking for something to not like about you. But it sounds like then he got anxious, got worried that he was going to like not be able to do this and so made up reasons to kind of push you away instead of hurting you or getting hurt himself or what I think he just got in his head and got anxious, honestly. I, I felt that I think who knows, I'm not a mind reader. It felt a little bit to me. Like he wanted me to kind of like push back and like mm -hmm. convince him. Yeah. And I just like, I, to me, it was more just like a turnoff where I'm just like, if you're immediately like, no, like not doing long distance and like the having five kids is important to me. I'm like, I'm not going to try to convince you. No, I think um, you're right on that. And I think, as I always say, like, it's easy when we're ending something with someone to pinpoint these reasons or to come up with reasons. But at the end of the day, it's just like this puzzle piece didn't fit in this puzzle piece. There wasn't anything yeah. wrong with either puzzle piece. They just didn't fit together. If they had, the kids thing wouldn't have mattered or would have been more of a discussion or the long distance thing would have worked out. Like, so we want to look for these more concrete reasons because we think they make us feel better. They don't actually, but it just wasn't a fit, but I'm really glad that you both went. I'm glad that you both tried. I'm glad that you were into each other for a little bit. You learned a little bit, you experienced something with a new person and you're one step closer to the right person for you. And I appreciate you taking a chance, making him cookies and going through with it. And now we have learned and we move on to the next. We move on. Have you talked to him? I have not. Yeah. I uh, usually wait for him to like reach out that he wants to talk. My guess is maybe he's feeling a little like bad or like he failed. I mean, it's a shame truly because like, I do think he got anxious and pushed you away and now we'll probably retreat for a while and then be like, Oh no, I should be working on having a relationship. I want five kids and then start this process again. And I think people just need to be, you got to be more willing to like mess up and get hurt. Like that's a vital part of being able to date and find the person. And nobody likes getting hurt. No one's looking to get hurt, but we can't take each time that it didn't work out and be like, not doing that again. That was horrible waste of time, but I don't want to get hurt. Blah, 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 blah. And then retreat for like six months. Like you just got to be like, that wasn't my puzzle piece. I got to keep going. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Doesn't mean it's not disappointing and it sucks. And you can take like a day or two to lick your wounds. But like, it doesn't objectively say something about you. It doesn't say something about them. We're just like in a sea of people and we have to find the right one for us. Yeah. And you got to keep going. The last thing I'll say about him is that he told me he thought he had lower than average levels of empathy. And someone had told him he has no empathy. And I don't think that's true but it seemed like maybe an insecurity he had. I think he's a little, I don't think that's true either, but I do think he has a little bit of a, 
what is the word I'm thinking of? Like just a little bit more of a barrier before understanding other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like probably yeah. on the spectrum somewhere. And I would say that to him. Like, yeah. And it is a spectrum. So I don't, you know, I think probably there's a level of like him having to learn, which we've worked on, of like understanding how to communicate effectively that people don't always know what you're thinking, that sometimes you're joking comes across as serious. Sometimes you're serious comes across as joking. Like there's some communication stuff there. I personally think that that makes for a really great partner because you get to just like be direct with them and tell them what you need all the time. Yeah. Um, and he's pretty open to that. He never takes feedback super personally, which I really like about him. Um, but yeah, I would say it sounds like he got super anxious because he didn't know how you were feeling or how to handle it. And he probably feared hurting you and felt bad about it and then kind of froze. Yeah. So. Alas. I'm sorry it didn't end in marriage, but I'm glad you tried it. I'm glad you went. I'm glad for all the things I said. You made cookies. You tried. You had fun adventure. Maybe now you're like, Ugh, that was dumb, but that's okay. It's part of it. It's part of the process. Yeah. You're right. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. So I realized that I was more attracted to Mark. And so I ended things with someone else, even kind of like saying to myself, you know, like no matter what happens with Mark, this is like illuminating, right? That like I always kind of intuited that the chemistry was off, but this like shows it. Um, and see, so, that might not to cut you off, but that is my point right there is like, it wasn't a waste of time with Mark because you learned something about your level of attraction to someone else or what you wanted to feel like or things like that. So it's always worthwhile for some reason or other. Totally. So I feel like the other guy was a really great guy who I like would legitimately like to be friends with. And I'm curious so I once dated someone in LA and we were, I mean, I guess we were both there on the same page where we like liked each other as people, but it just wasn't really there. And we did become friends. I mean, someone I'd met off an app and I wonder if you have any advice on how to kind of transition that. Cause I basically tried to send a really nice text saying that like, it felt more friend vibes to me and he didn't reply. And I felt really, and I kind of, to be honest, I thought he might be on the same page. Like, I felt like his action showed he wasn't that into it, that he was, like, kept trying, but in such a, like, desultory way that I was like, I think you like hanging out with me, but I don't think you're crazy about me either. Um, and I felt really bad that he never replied and wondered if I could have phrased it in a different way or if it's just, like, is what it is. I think it is what it is. Okay. At some point... You might cross paths and become friends naturally, but I think it's hard when the context you met someone in was like, we're going to date and see if we're into each other to then be like, I'm not into you, but let's be friends. Because as adults, like it's hard to start new friendships as it is because a lot of people are like, I have my friends, I have my routine. I have, so it's like kind of takes a lot of doing, like a lot of effort to build a new friendship. And it's like, what would that look like? You'd be like, let's get coffee as friends. Yeah. And it's like, he's probably like, I don't, I'm spending that time going on dates in the hopes of finding my partner. I'm not trying to make friends with this girl that's not interested in me. At the same time, it would be great if he was because you could introduce him to someone. He could introduce totally. him to someone. You could meet new people through each other. Like, who knows, maybe an attraction would grow. Like, it'd be great. But I also think it's just, if you said I feel friend vibes. You could say like, I feel friend vibes. And I genuinely mean that if you ever want to get coffee, like I'd love to hang out with you. Yeah. But if they don't respond or they're not like immediately like, yeah, me too. Let's hang out. Like it's probably, they wanted to date you. You didn't want to date them. Yeah. And they're like on to the next. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm sorry. No, I totally understand. And I'm like, I understand. And I think depending on the person, if I was into someone, I would obviously find that really hard transition. I think it's like, if you're on the same page though, it's like, well, yeah. yeah. I do think in the future you could, if you have a friend that you would want to set up with him, you could reach out. And that's a really cool way to build a friendship is like, I actually am thinking of you and I do really like you as a person or else I wouldn't want to set a friend up with you. Um, 
would you want to go? And then you can kind of build a friendship from there. Or if you have a party, you could invite him, you know, like more casual or like if you have some other event where like there's multiple people that are going to be there and you invite him like, hey, bring anyone you want. Do you want to come to this thing? That's like making good on the actually I would be friends with you thing without trying to force it. Yeah. That's a good plan. You did try field. I did try field. How was it? I didn't love it, but I'm glad I tried it. What didn't you love? So field started as like, I don't know, like kind of a kink focused app but for people who are like a little bit open to different kinds of relationship models. I just felt like, I think I was told by a friend, and I think this is correct, that people are like a little more active on it and a little more responsive. I felt like the people who messaged me just wanted to hook up and they seemed, they were a little bit like, why are you on here? If I said I wanted like to date. And there was an article about field recently in the New York times, cause it's really blown up. And someone talked about how they're on there and kind of just looking for monogamy and dating. But I think it's really not what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. And when you get off the app, one of the questions that asks you is like, are you not ready for the lifestyle yet? And I was like, interesting. So I yeah. think it just, I felt a little bit like I was like intruding on a space that was not mine. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Because you can go there for a certain reason and then be like, oh, I think this is not why people are actually here. And I kind of feel like I'm trying to trick them or like, totally. I'm just, yeah, I'm taking up space where there's other people who want space. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. I'm glad you tried it. There was one person I was talking to who, you know, I'm looking for a job and it's my top priority right now. And there was one person who was kind of in an industry I'm interested in, but I didn't know if I was able to transition that thing. Like, I'm actually looking for dating. And also... You totally could have tried. Yeah. Okay. What about this question in this email? about rigidly defined gender roles oh yeah do you want me to read that yeah read that and we'll do that and then we'll be done so the question is my egalitarian nature that i hold consistent for the initial stages of dating is wildly unpopular in america i'm firmly against even the slightest hint of any gender-based norms all attempts by my friends to persuade me to change my behavior have failed i'm aware that i'm in the mind but finding other people that have similar views has been really difficult. Any tips on where slash how I can find people that aren't in the gender norms to date? Is my best strategy trying to date people in more egalitarian countries like the Nordic countries? Maybe. I mean, I think the idea of being against rigidly defined gender roles of any kind makes you rigid in another direction of not wanting any hint of gender roles and you're rigid about that. So in general, I'm against rigidity in dating. Um, I don't know what gender, well, oh yes, I do. This person is, well, looks like they're probably a man, but who knows? I could be assuming based on their name. Um, I think that there is, they're probably talking about the beginning of dating when it's like, oh, the man should be pursuing, speaking very typical gender roles, oh, the man should pay. And as we know, kind of still buy into that because men still make way more than women and women still put way more effort into dating and women still are putting way more at risk with their safety with dating. So I do believe that men, when we're speaking typical gender roles or the pursuer, Whoever the pursuer is needs to put in the effort up top. If you're interested in someone, you're going to put in the effort up top. Eventually, all relationships shake out. Like, it ends up equal. We end up doing different things, doing the things we're good at, contributing in different ways, balancing each other out. I don't think you need to worry if you pay for the couple first few dates or if you come to them for the first few dates or if you initiate the first few dates that that's going to be your relationship. That will come out in the first few months. Is that going to be a relationship dynamic? But likely, things will even out. They're never going to be eye for an eye, which 
things really shouldn't be in a relationship anyway. It's not about, I did this, so you did that. No, I did that and you do this. Like, that's not healthy in a relationship anyway. It's a balance. It's a give and take. It's who has more energy for this right now? Who's better at this right now? Who is this more important to right now? And kind of negotiating that as you go, rather than being like, this is about gender and I have no room for flexibility and I don't want to see any hint of us, either of us taking on traditional gender roles. And it's like, no, sometimes those are going to happen. If you have a kid, guess what? Most of the time, the kid's going to want the mom more for a while, not because of traditional gender roles, but just because, at least in my experience and what I've seen, um, and you can try and fight that. But like, there are just natural things that happen that make it so that it's a negotiation. It's never fixed. Um, but I do think, given what I said about women spending more time and effort and safety on dating, the one who's pursuing needs to front load their effort. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you'll learn very quickly, are they willing to give back in other ways? But I don't need to be keeping score because that's never healthy for a relationship. So I'm not sure what they mean by other countries having more egalitarian gender roles, like maybe it's splitting the bill or something. But probably in those other countries, there's not the pay gap. True. And, and I think. Yeah. Sorry. No, with lower levels of sexual violence and crime. Exactly. And socialized medicine and childcare and parental leave. So there are many things at play that have nothing to do with, well, I'm just holding on to these gender norms. We're actually set up that way. So yeah, maybe go to another country where they're not set up that way and you'll find more of what you're looking for. But I think even then it's going to be like, well, I do more of this and they do more of that. And we balance it out and it works out over time. And at certain points of the relationship, someone's going to be putting in more effort. And, and then the next point, someone else is. So I think you got to get more flexible, more in the flow, and keep in mind all of the many dynamics affecting what's going on. It's not just about this person is too attached to their gender role. That's perfect. Thank you. Great. So, um, we're going to have some guests coming up. Yes, they're going to be great. They're going to be great. Send us your questions, your thoughts, your comments. Follow us on Instagram, Not Your Therapist Podcast. On Instagram, Not Your Therapist Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Hippie Shit is Alex's newsletter, which you can find on Substack. Yes, everything uh, will be in the show notes. Okay, everything in the show notes. Have a wonderful day after. Well, now it'll be like weeks after Halloween, so. Never mind. But eat fat with your chocolate. Stay flexible. Stay open. Stay out there. Make out. Have fun. Have fun. Alex, Bye, wait, what's your plan for dating in the next few weeks? You got to get someone else. <laughs> um, Actually, I have a date tomorrow. Great. Yeah. Don't worry. From an app? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Have fun. Thank you. Be excited. Get a makeout. Okay. We'll hear about it next time. And get another date after that. I want you to have multiple. <laughs> multiple. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.